3: quizzy tag on s-e-n-z what it's quizzy tag on s-e-n-z what it's quizzy tag on s-e-n-z what it's quizzy tag 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 oh you thought you did a z and can't be but the questions stress you out yeah the quiz master is getting busy But uncle's clues would give you gout. gout Think you can beat them, try your luck Losing, they're gonna call you chump yep. TAB bonus bets, they're on us TAB, 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 tag And TAB bonus bets, don't ask Google all your slay It's quizzy there. On S-E-N-Z, what? It's quizzy there. Oh, we want them weekend we, we want, want the, the wicked Um I honestly thought Joe pushed the wrong button and I was sitting there going, Joe, what are do you doing? Sensational! Then bang, Uncle will give you gout. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: <laughs> i have i love that tune too oh you are
3: That's, so talented
0: that is so thank good thank you so
3: much you've got me up and it is friday oh kempy <laughs> i can't see who's on the phone <laughs> <laughs> zane zane morning zane how are you good, good good luck my friend do you like that little tune just quickly yeah good eh who is that? That's Aruha. The news. Um, she reads the news for us. Oh yeah, 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 I know. She's doing yeah. a great job. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Way better than my voice. Anyway. anyway Where are we? Question number one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what was the score in the All Whites vs Socceroos match last night?
2: One 0 Socceroos. No,
3: one 0 Bang. Which? Question number two. Which Australian racetrack hosts hosts Group One racing tonight?
1: Oh, can I
0: have a clue, please? Yeah, it's when you drop your drop your trail. Uh, Caulfield?
3: Oh. No, not Caulfield. Sorry, Zay. Have a good day. Luke. Luke, good morning. Morena. Morena, mate. Good, uh, good luck with this one. Question number two. Which Australian racetrack hosts group one racing tonight? Moonee Valley. Moonee. Valley. Money Valley. Here we go. Here we go. Question number three. The movie Uncle Drew is a movie based off a current NBA point guard. Alt, oh, point guard's alter ego. Which player is this? Uh, we'll
1: go. A clue, please.
0: Great pies. Five, four,
2: three, two.
3: Shit. No, oh, not check. Sorry, Luki, but you have a good day. Going to go to Anton. Morning. Morning, bro. Morning. The movie Uncle Drew is a movie based off a current NBA point guard's alter ego. Which player is this? It's the anti-vaxxer Kyrie <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Correct. Question number four. In November, Israel Adol Sanya will fight Alex Pereira for the middle, middleweight title. Name two other Kiwis on this card. Uh Hangman, Dan Hooker and Ooh, it's Ty no, that will be
4: Blood Diamond.
3: Let's go back, guy No. Damn it. Not Blood Diamond. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're gonna go to Ed. Talaga. Morning Ed. Oh well, morning the brothers, but I was up in Auckland last night at the at the nipple.
2: yeah. Hey, yeah. Awesome. Is kids ever coming back to breakfast?
3: Oh, man, I'm not sure, but we had a good yarn.
2: <laughs> mean, bro.
3: Awesome.
1: Me, man. Oh, a bit stabby. Too much, but I don't know the answer to that question, boys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have a crack? Have a stab, mate. Have a stab. No, Dan I mean, Hooker's one of them. Dan Hooker's one of them. But I don't know, mate. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 All right, Ed. You have a good day, my friend. We're going to go to Lemmy from Palmy North. Oh. Morning, Lemmy. Oh, morning brothers, how are you? I'm good, mate, I'm good. So, Name two fighters on Israel Arosanya's uh, oh. card.
1: Oh, bro, I really don't know, so I'm going to do... Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, before that, oh, before, the, before, before you hang up, more yeah. swings still coming, do not they, Louis? Give me the top last week and it's still coming, brother.
2: Oh, it's still running. It's <laughs> still running, brother. Yeah, still here. It's still running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piper's, Piper flinged us. <laughs> oh, Piper flinged us. Oh, sorry. Okay, brother. Good. Have place. a good day. Sorry, Lenny.
3: All right. We're going to go to Tony. Morning, Tony.
1: Morning, boys. Hey, um, I got a great week to pick the score,
3: man. Pick the score? Well, the All Blacks game? Oh, we've got another two and a half hours. We'll get it soon. Oh, sweet ass yeah.
0: I mean, mate, talking about the election for three up. days, that's monotonous. Wake up and have an apple, mate. <laughs> mate, I hope I can give you some.
3: Give, give me two fighters on Israel Adesanya's card.
0: Well, I only have to
3: give one, don't I? Because the other guy gave the other one. Yeah, okay, give me another one then. Come on, Tony. I'll go, I'll go Riddell. Brad Riddell. Ooh, you're on one today, aren't you, Tones? Here we go, question number five to, to take it home who we caught up with the big guzz yesterday, Brody Retellick. He said that two weeks before the Northern Tour, the Allbacks would go into camp in what South Island town?
0: No, oh, no, I missed that. Oh, find a friend? Yeah, in the South Island.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on, come on, Uncle.
3: Have a stab. Go, quick. Uh, I'll, in the South, I'll go, I'll go Timuroo. Ooh. Close. No, no, not Timaru. Sorry, my friend. Have a good day, Mark Kroschich. Mike, sorry. good morning, guys. Morning. Caught up, guys Where's the All Blacks gonna go to go into camp? What, what, South Island town, city, town? Top of the Sun, South Island. The, the sunny Nelson. Sunny Nelson is correct. Well done. You're the winner.
2: <laughs> yeah, well done, Mike. From the O3, uh, good quiz there. Gee, his tones has got some sass, doesn't he? Oh he
3: he's on.
0: <laughs> Hey, just uh, been lucky enough to have Matty Johns join us here on ECN for breakfast with Izzy and Kempe. Uh mate. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Maddie. How
5: you doing? Oh, Kempe, I'm all good, mate. Not a problem. Anytime.
0: Hey, that's awesome, mate. Did we just uh, have a little chat to you about the finals, mate? Thanks, for, thanks for um, giving up some of your time. What have you, what have you made of the finals so far, Maddie? What have you picked up?
5: Oh, mate, look, it's been been a fantastic final series. It, The the one that really split opinion was the roosters versus the bunnies. That first week of the finals, they played played round twenty five, and then they press press repeat and played the week after. I I thought, okay, like yeah, I I don't like you know cheap shots, and that you know Mm. there, there were plenty of those. I get that, but the atmosphere and the intensity of the game was just fantastic. Um, the new Allianz Stadium, Kempy, is just something special. It is mm. absolutely brilliant. And I think it could be a, a bit of a turning point as far as crowds uh, here in Australia. Because, you know, one of the things that, one of the beauties of rugby league, and, and I suppose one of the things that holds it back as far as live crowds, it's such a, two, a great TV product. Um, but Allianz Stadium is a whole new experience again. And so to see a full house there two weeks in a row and that, particularly that second final was, was incredible. And of course, you know, the bunnies now have gone on a run. Um, it makes, it makes this week's game just huge up against the, the Panthers and two sides that are coming from totally different angles. The Panthers are so well rested. Um, and there's a, you know, like Camper. you remember in the old days of the top five system, there was always that debate about, the minor premiers, and whether they would go into the grand final under done because you play the first week. Uh, you get the first week of the finals off, they used to. Then they play the third week. If they win that, you have the, the next week off again. So that you basically play two games in a month and it left them a little bit vulnerable. But the Panthers rest all their stars around 25 Um. Then they played the week after they belted uh, Parramatta. Now they've been given a week off again, and they're coming up against uh, South Sydney, who are real battle hardened. And you should see them at training; they're just, mate, they're floating. They're just, mm. you know, they're, they're just so confident. They, they're going to play with that nothing to lose mentality, which makes them hard to beat. And so, it, it, over the course of the weekend, was it, you know, the Parramatta North Queensland game will be huge. The one I'm really looking forward to is South and Penrith, and on top of that, too, Kempy uh, Nathan Cleary's played one game in seven weeks.
2: Mm.
5: Now, that can it, did, it didn't concern him at all in uh, you know, the first game against Parramatta, but you know you just you just don't know. Um, so I, I give I give Souths a real chance.
0: May you, you you look at that game against uh, Parramatta Penrith in that, in that first semi, and they let. Uh, Nathan Cleary playing a dinner suit there was no kick pressure on yep. him they didn't put him to ground he'd had four weeks off they weren't uh, using up the energy getting him to use his energy do you see Souths um, playing a little bit of a different plan and targeting Nathan Cleary this weekend?
5: Well uh, they, they've just got to, Campy, as you just said like you just you've got to put him in the phone box and Queensland were able to do that in, in the first origin and the third origin the second game they, they kept their hands off him and he carved them up Now Parramatta just um fell asleep on him and he just you know taught probably the best individual display of the season. Um, and so you got you got no other choice and for South to do that can't be like you, you know the game better than anyone. You've you got to be able to slow the play the ball. And so the bottom line is South have got to be willing to give some penalties away or six against away early in the contest to be able to consistently get to, to Nathan. To hassle his kicks, to put him on the ground legally when he kicks because the big clash is Nathan against Latrell Mitchell, and if and if if they give him time, Latrell will get zero time. He, they'll, they'll kick high. He'll kick to the corners, and they'll burn Latrell early mm-hmm. by making him just run the cul-de-sacs. But if they can hassle him, harass him, um, and make you know, when Latrell Mitchell starts to get catch some of those balls on the floor, gets some in decent field position, can wind up. And, then South Sydney start to kickstart their sets of six. And so, like, that that's the bottom line, be they, They've just got to, you know, for the use of a better term, they've got to cheat in the rucks a little bit to win this game.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you about Latrell Mitchell, but you've summed it up really well. That's right. If he doesn't get to the pressure put on him, Nathan, Latrell's up for a, a, a torrid oh. night, a torrid night. Hey, the
5: other match-up oh, in... I don't, I don't know whether you would make like... I don't know if you, if you've met Latrell Kempy, but I mean he is a monster. Mm. Like because he's so he's so thick set, uh, well built. It sort of it, it hides his how, how how tall he is. Like he's he's six four, and you know he's about eight hundred and eighteen kilos. And uh, he her, did a trip fact. to. Oh, mate! Absolutely, very similar to me. It's like looking into a mirror <laughs> and. Uh, But what was really crucial for Luttrell, he he had that hamstring and groin injury, went away to the States halfway through the year, went to a guy who is a um, a, a body movement expert. And a lot of the NFL players go to him when he's injured. There's a good doco called Luttrell Mitchell Pushing the Limits on YouTube. It's incredible to watch it because the guy doesn't just train Luttrell's body and teach him how to move. You can see he's coaching his mind. Mm. And Luttrell... There's a moment in the doco where Latrell turns to the South Sydney trainer who went over there with him and says, I've just realised that I'm, how to use my power and speed, and sometimes I don't need to push that hard. I just need to relax a little bit. And that's been one of the features of his game when he's got back. He's just got time to play. And so I've never seen Luttrell play better, and it's... A, and it's very much to do with that little trip mid-season. It was money well spent by South.
0: Yeah, look, they they wanted it last year, Luttrell Mitchell out of the grand final. They get it this week, a, a prelude to the GF next week. And, mate, uh, well, I did, actually did get to spend a bit of time on Luttrell. I spoke I spoke to them, gave them a bit of a motivational speech when they were in the Sydney house, the young kids, Joey Manu, Luttrell Mitchell, um, and, oh, his, and his brother as well. So um, it's good to see those kids kick on. The other matchup, Maddie, the Cowboys-Parramatta, yeah. have to travel up. It's gonna be hot. They got flogged by thirty points this yep. year. How do you see that one playing out?
5: Well, it was, it was funny, Camby, because they were beaten thirty-five-four in Darwin in, in conditions that'll be almost identical. Um, it, was, it was interesting, Camby, because the Cowboys. If you look at the history of the Cowboys, as you know, mate, they, they came in '95 with with the Warriors, and and it just it took them it took them a long while to find the success that they should have had early because it's such a great junior nursery. And one of the things they they weren't able to do is to realize the advantage they had with the conditions up there. And so in the early years, when you go up there and look at their training facilities, it was made beautiful. It was an air-conditioned gym. Uh, they avoided the heat of the day. Well, they sort of, yeah, as I said, avoided that heat and humidity. I thought it would wear them out a little bit. The big turning point was when the torture merchant, Billy Johnston, the great trainer, yeah. he went there. First thing he did, went in, turned the air condition off, Mate, uh, would train in the middle of the day, just flogged them and made them realize that you've got to use the conditions to your advantage. And Todd Payton's done exactly the same thing this preseason. You know, like he said, the training, I just made the training unpredictable. When they turned up, they didn't know what they are going to do. Sometimes in the middle of the heat, we go to Castle Hill and just keep running. Mm. And so they're the fittest team in the league. They don't fear fatigue. Um, and I just love the way they play. Like Jeremiah Nenai, I think, is one of the biggest talents that I have seen. He reminds me a lot of, of Sonny Bill. Mm. I actually think he's a bigger talent than Sonny. I think he will develop into. He's just a phenomenal player. They're a young team. They're really confident. The Eels got into trouble last time they went up and played in the Hittany really because I was trying to finesse the ball around the park rather than play a power game. But can be with the full house up there and the conditions. I do like North Queensland, and I, I do think they deserve a grand final spot. They've, they've been the story of the season.
0: Yeah, Todd Payton's been outstanding the way that he's prepared his team this year. You're dead right about none. I, I haven't seen a kid with that um, much leg speed hanging on the edges for quite a while. So looking for him and um, his play this week. It'd be good to see him in a grand final. Matty, just a couple of questions before I let you go. Mate, what about your kangaroos and uh, how players are declaring for other countries at the moment? What's the future look oh, like yeah. for that side? Oh, look, it's so, I
5: think it's just so good. I, I love the fact that Swalit has has chose to go to, to Samoa. As you know, Campy, we sort of had a look at Samoa, you know, and put our hand up to say, so needed a hand?" and things like that. Uh, it, it it didn't happen. That's that's the way it goes. But I'm just so happy that he has declared himself a Samoa. Um, it, it's it's brilliant. Like Australia, Australia's got such a great nursery. We don't need to be pinching kids, you know, who are, who are Tongan and Samoan. But uh, we shouldn't be out there trying to convince them to play for Australia. I mean, what do we want to do? Is it going to be Australia versus Australia all over again? Um, and so I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Uh, the Talmalolo, what he did for Tonga was a turning point for the national game. Kemi, I like the Kiwis, and I've said this on the show. I, I think the Kiwis will win the World Cup. It's a great side that Madge's got. Um, and the thing about them is that. Everyone in that team plays a similar style. They're, they're, everyone in the side are, are, are built for a, a running, centralized attack. So you have got Joey Marney, of course, who's credible season. You got know, Brandon Smith. Uh, you, you've got uh, you've got Jerome Hughes. You have got Dylan Brown, and it just goes on and on and on. So I, I really like the He's well, Only about five to one at the moment, so very, very good value. And yeah, I, I think the, I think they'll win it. Because if you look at Australia, there's like there's a lot of talent. They all like today to play different football, and so that's hard to pull together for now.
0: Yeah, it is, and mate, it's so good to, to finally uh, hear some Australians saying that the Kiwis are a definite chance of winning the World Cup, um, as you know for years. And and we played against each other in '95. Um, it was oh, yeah. really hard to take the take that cup off the kangaroo team, but. Well.
5: But you know, particularly Brandon Smith. Like, I'm just say for Brandon, when Brandon Brandon comes, you know, he, he comes up this way around Sydney. Like, he comes and stays with us, you know. And he, he's yeah. become like part of the family. And so, mate, I'd lo- I'd I'd love to see him win the World Cup. It be great. Yeah, I'd
0: love to see him in the Warriors jersey. Hey, mate. So you've, <laughs> yeah, you've got uh, who you got for the next for for next week in the grand final, and and we've lo- we've got quite a few. Guys are like a punt on here. Where would we go to if we're looking for value this week?
5: Well, Canby, I would look the Sydney Grand Final. They're all talking about it. Would be the big Western Sydney Derby, which is Parramatta Penrith. It'd be huge here. But like I said before, North Queensland deserve to be there, and so I, I think it'll be North Queensland and Penrith. I think Pen, I think Penrith will win, but I think I think South will give a lot of cheek. Um, both games. For all attacking talents in both sides, I'd be looking to be a, a lower scoring game. We saw last year's grand final, I think it was 12 10, something like that, 14 12, something like that, Panthers and South. I don't think there'll be a lot of points scored, so I'd sort of go unders uh, for whatever the line is there. And, and for North Queensland, I, I I think similar, even though two very good attacking sides. I don't know, I, I just I don't think there'll be lots of the desperation. In defence will dictate, but I'd go Jeremiah and Nanai for a try. Um, he's mate probably the most instinctive player I've seen as far as kicks and things like. That. You know, this time of the year, be you know, kicking wins.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he's a Kiwi. Um, hey, Matty, <laughs> hey. <laughs> thanks for joining us, mate, on uh, Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. I so really appreciate you taking time out of your your busy day and uh, go well, my brother, and we'll talk soon.
5: Good on you, Campy. Good to talk to you, mate. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the
0: biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring.
2: Mm, It's that time of year, it just gets tingly. You just feel your feet into the soil as it starts to dry up and spring has been a pretty happy hunting ground for Andrew Forsman throughout the years, working alongside the legendary campaigner Murray Baker. He has soaked in Group 1 triumphs on both sides of the ditch and pulled off some um, special raids to Australia in particular. This year, it's just him with his exceptional staff, but Forsman Racing doesn't look like it's skipped a beat. Does it, Andrew? Good morning to you. Good
4: morning, Louis. How are you?
2: Yeah, good, man. And it seems like you guys and I know strike rates aren't everything, especially this time of the year, but it seems like it's just been humming along nicely to start the season.
4: Yeah, it's been a good start. I guess like you alluded to, it it is a tricky time of the year, sort of dodging wet tracks and trying to find suitable races for horses. It certainly isn't easy. So, no, we're very happy with how the team's going. Well,
3: how have you found your transition on being on your own? Um, obviously, it doesn't seem like the horses have skipped the beat.
4: Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, like, Obviously, Murray and I sort of worked pretty closely over the last few years, so the transition in that respect as far as the training and sort of the running of the business has been uh, pretty seamless, so yeah, hopefully it keeps going.
0: Hey, what about your strike weight at, at the moment, Andrew? It's, um, right, is it right where you want it to be, around that five number? Have you reimagined how many horses in the uh, scale you're going to train at, or has it stayed vastly the same to previous seasons?
4: Um, probably hasn't been as good as what it is now over the last couple of seasons. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to timing and just when you have that wave of good horses go through at any one time. Mm. So yeah, ideally it's great to have it around five or six. I think if you can sort of have it there, that's good. Um, and so pretty happy it's there at the moment because yeah, it is a tough time of the year to get them going.
2: One thing that's been obvious already, mate, is that you're not going to be afraid to campaign horses that are worthy in Australia uh, for your staff, for your owners, for connections, for the horses and for yourself. What gives you that confidence?
4: Yeah, I think you just have to back yourself sometimes and it's important, I think, for New Zealand-based owners to have that option that if we believe their horse is good enough to go and compete for good prize money, then we can take them over there. It's its actually not that difficult as far as logistics go. I'm very lucky to have good staff to help out um, and, and get the job done, so... Uh, the VRC have been very accommodating to help me out with, you know, stabling at Flemington and having having boxes available at is a big help. It's twenty minutes from the airport. It's easy for me to be able to go backwards and forwards and, and do the horses justice.
3: Oh, well, let's talk some horses. Mr. Maestro was a nice winner at headquarters Flemington on Sunday. Is he a genuine derby chance in your opinion?
4: Yep, I think he is. That's obviously why we took him mm. so um it was just nice to see him measure up. You take horses and, and think things might happen, but actually go there and do it is another thing so no you sort of I guess ticked that box now so there will be better horses than what he, you know, he beat on Sunday come out of the woodwork between now and the derby that's for sure but feel that he's got improvement too and you can only win and, and he certainly turned up and did that on Sunday.
2: Yeah he looks like he's got an engine which is what you want at this time of year for the derby chances and look at his split you know she's group one performed we spoke to you about why you and the connections would go over there oh look I thought she was huge to be honest, at Caulfield, kind of wide the trip on a ground that was starting to shift at that time of day with the weather. She looked like she kind of peaked on her run but still found enough in the engine to, to hit the line. Is there anything that from that run that would suggest she can't contend in a 1,000 guineas?
4: No, not at all. Um, it was wrapped with how she went, really. She was, like you said, posted pretty wide that first bend. It's not a long run from the 1,400 at Caulfield. Before they start turning those... The bend's very tight there, and the rain was coming like they had a heap of rain on the day. It was pretty steady rain, so I thought all things considered, carrying the weight that she carried, um, the winner was obviously just the the fit horse that came down the middle of the track and handled it the best, but she fought on very well.
0: Well, good luck to her, Andrew. Hey, just going to tack right here a sec. Is it right, you're a a pretty good, decent cricketer, first-class cricketer. What do you make of the black caps and and the way that Baz has handled the England team?
4: I wasn't that good at cricket. But um, no, I did like playing cricket. Murray was better than me. Um, no, I like Baz is great. I've just, it's a shame he's not coaching. Our nationals sort of <laughs> missed the trick there. But um, I think, you know, obviously in time he might he might uh, be our coach. But no, he's a legend, obviously.
2: Yeah, nice stuff. You uh, said all the right things. He's listening, so <laughs> you pa- pa- pass that test. He might race a horse with you one day. Um, <laughs> this weekend, let's look at they Still Poon. working on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Well, this weekend, looking at puni. so there's the mile race there where actually kempi has got one and Just Ask Me, but somebody's had a big go on Mustang Valley. I don't know if it's the owners or if it's yourself or, or if people have just worked out that she's on the way up. Is, um, is she a genuine chance, as the cash would suggest?
4: Yeah, I think she is. Um, but having said that, like she should handle the ground, and it's a field probably full of a lot of horses that will handle the track. So I, I just think she's a good chance in a race that's pretty even. Um, a lot of handy gallopers in that field and certainly come up a bit stronger than I'd hoped it would. Um, but she, yeah, she obviously was impressive last start. She's trained on well, and we took the opportunity to go down there with a lightweight Uh, knowing that she should get through
1: the track conditions.
2: You're right, it's a really even race, and especially at that kind of top line of the betting, Um, Maroney as well, all the stats kind of point towards him being in real contention. So then Eagle, Tarzan, and Hot Pinks as well on the card. What would your best bet be? Uh,
4: Maroney won't go. He's not going to get on the float to go down. I think that track will just be too heavy for him, so we'll save him for Tarapa next Friday. Um, Best bet would probably be Mustang Belly.
2: Yeah, lovely stuff. And one from the stable we can keep an eye on. as he can keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks, Andrew? Tell me. Uh,
4: just between us, eh? <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. lean in yeah. nice yeah. and tight. <laughs> yeah, <fine.
2: laughs> just sh-
4: keep it quiet, boys. Uh, privileged son, he's going to resume next Friday at Tarapa, 65 mile. He should run very well, and he's one to follow this prep.
3: Eden Park, the fortress. Or is it? someone that has played against Australia many a times uh, is our next guest and he's an absolute champ. We appreciate your time, Rito. No doubt you'll be making your way to Auckland because you'll be a part of the Sky Sport crew. Morning, Rito. Hey, good morning guys. How are we going? Yeah, on my way to the
1: airport now, mate. Looking forward to getting
3: up there. Yeah, looking forward to having you up here, Rito. Look, uh, first things first, initial reactions to the team announcement? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one, actually. I'm
1: um, Looking back, I don't think it looks as good as what it was last week. Mm. But in saying that, I think there's opportunities for guys, which I've, we've just seen in the, in the all Blacks game at the moment. No one's really solidified their spot, really, except for maybe Scott Barrett, who's not playing this week. So... Um, Look, I don't know. There's a lot of options and spots mm. available if
0: you if you put your hand up, you know. Hey, rita you'd know what would what's going what would be going on. Is it about giving blokes an opportunity to show their wares and and look at who they actually do take up north, or is it just the rotation policy?
1: Yeah, I think this was the one they had to, like, having locked away the blood flow um, and the fact that played the same team for the last four weeks. Um, you know, you had to give guys a go, otherwise. You don't,
3: mm. know, and you don't know. You don't know guys are capable and, and up to that test match level unless you give them a chance. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's needed this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how a few of them go. What have you made of, of the whole build up, uh, Rito? The, obviously, there's a few um, daggers being thrown back and forth. Uh, obviously, of what's going on, mate. What are you? What have you made of the the build up? And what are you predicting going into tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's. It's gonna be pretty heated I think. Mm. Um, which, which is great for the game. Um the fact that it's you know, there's still gonna be something on it. Um look I you know, it, what Darcy Swain did I, I think is not nice to see in any um sport, you know, like mm. um so you don't want you know, he will have a reputation now and, yeah. and that's his style, and that people are gonna be coming at him for that. So um look I think uh it's an interesting option, I think, heading into this game. But like as I just said, I think the All Blacks, you know, surely they're looking at the Rugby Championship, knowing they've got to get a bonus point because to ask I think will, you know, play mm-hmm. against the Argent.
3: Yeah, it's that's that's what kind of um, surprised me with a couple of the selections. But you did right. Opportunity going forward, this is their chance um, to to really um, well show the coaches that they're up for up for the game. And, and when they get those opportunities, Rito, just on Australia, um, the the loose four trio. You've played a lot with Pete Samu and Rob Valentini. Their influence last week. How do the All Blacks nullify those two, mate? Because they were outstanding.
1: Yeah, they were, and. Um you know they just kind of, they did dominate the game in that area um last weekend um and it's just more so that they seem to be finding their way um better ways to get their hands on the ball potentially than what our trio did um, last week yeah um you know and they had influence it was across the park too you know like so one of them you know might have been popping up and winning a turnover and then the next guy's out on the edge carrying in a bit of space eh? Hey? so I think they've it's a quite quite a good mix um that the Wallabies have got at the moment there. Um, Pete Samui, he's a a very talented attacking player, but he's added a little bit more start, which is what you need um, in the Test Match Arena. Uh, And Valentini's probably been the best player, yeah.
3: Well, what about our our lose forwards? Um, We've obviously got Artie playing eight. What have you made of Artie at eight? And Papali'i, we touched on it earlier, like the breakdown area, we probably haven't had as much of an impact there as we would like. So what do the All Blacks really need to know? To, to get some good ball and, and, and you know, we hate saying it, but slow down their ball, maybe yep. get some turnovers?
1: Oh, man, yeah, I think that's the one area of our game that we have been lacking. Um, mm. and so you're, you're right on the money there. Um, Dalton, hopefully, will we'll have an impact in that area. Um, and I think in Aldi's trio, you know, like, um, we've got something building, I guess. with You know, Ardy at eight, you know, they're sticking with him at eight and if they're going to do that. It's fine. You like he's it, Rito? Right. So, um, oh, look, I don't mind them being eight. You just need to have the right guys around them. Shannon Frenak, Brazil, pretty good in South Africa. If you play Scott Barrett there, he's got to be on the field. So I guess if you want to play Brody, um, starting Brody, then you play Scott at six um, when he's fit. Um, and then I, I think, you know, um, that makes it's, it's, it's right. But I think, yeah, what our loose forward need to know is get that whole impact across the park, you know, yeah. like, you have a constant presence, There should be a loose forward kind of in every breakdown, every kind of area of the game, you know, so, mm. um, you know, that's, it's not, Artie's our best player, um, yeah. and for him, he's going to get better if he has more touches, has more impacts on the game, um, you know, so that's his, I guess, for me, from my, my point of view, um, looking at him, um, getting better, that's where
0: he can have a big impact. Hey, Reno, what about the captaincy? Um, being an ex-captain, you've, you've got that change from Sam Kane to, to Sammy uh, Whitelock. Will there be uh, different um, in styles, do you think?
1: Uh, I think maybe slightly, but I think when you're on the field, it, it's not too much of a of a difference. Um, you know, those two uh, big talkers really um, on the field, so it's more about their actions. Um, it's probably a difference slightly in the week. Um, like I was surprised actually um, that they didn't go with Artie um, for this game considering yeah. what they've done all mm. through the year so I think that's uh, I'm not sure what that signals whether they're thinking they need more of that, that hard-nosed approach that Sam Whitelock will give and maybe put the team on edge a bit more than perhaps what Artie mm. will do um, so yeah, it signals a slightly different approach, um, which is interesting um, but Sam obviously showed, you know, when he over captaincy last week, you know he's got the experience,
0: and he won't get flustered in the big moments and, and all that stuff. That's a, that's important. I'm sure Jay Ryan has a has a say on that. Hey, Rhett, I just want to ask you a question. Like being a being an ex All Black, being a, a, an ex captain of the side, and you're sitting down, and you're watching TV, or you're you're commentating on it. And there's a part of the All Blacks game that you just always think, man, they need to get that right. What part of the game do you think they really need to nail? Um, going into next year's World Cup?
1: Um, yeah, man, I, I, I think it's our defence, um, you know, really, defence wins championships, you know, yeah. across the board. Mm. Um, in, in the game, in the other um, overball games, um, you know, and, and to me, we don't throw the ball speed down enough in the ruck um, to give our defence a chance, and then you know, last week was quite evident, you know, we're kind of doing different stuff, eh, with Caleb coming in sometimes, sometimes we're pushing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, we could make a big shift and like we're obviously a pretty damn good side and then you chuck in, um, you know, improving your defence and, and that will be a game changer for us.
3: Yeah, you did right there, Rita. Like, teams are just getting too quick ball and we aren't able to get out there and put line speed and pressure on and just on the edges, just simple bit of communication from our wingers. No doubt they would have worked extremely hard. That review would have been pretty brutal at, at, in the early of the week. Look, Rito, just question. Who has the most to play for tomorrow night, in your opinion?
1: Oh, the All Blacks, without a doubt. Mm. Um, you know, the All Blacks haven't quite shown us, um, you know, mm. that killer instinct, that ability to, to step out on the field and dominate a game. Um, yet this year, so you know, they've had moments um, and the Wallabies will come here with no expectation and if they lose you know, the public back in Aussie isn't going to really mind it's, you know, they'll, they'll move forward in the year and still be a danger next year, but for us it's um, you know, it's all on the line really.
3: I've been asked this question all, all week, Rito. Eh? what does it mean to play at Eden Park? Why is Eden Park such, hold such a special place to the All Blacks?
1: Yeah, like it does feel like our home, eh? mate. Mm. That's um, that's why it's special, you know, because you do play there quite often. Um, Biggest stadium, stadium, you know, we've done some pretty good teas and I've been a part of some some awesome games there. Um, and it's yeah, like it's it's just that's what it is. It's, mm. It feels like home to us, so it's why it's um it's
3: always a great place. Oh, beautiful, Rita. Well, no doubt you'll be rocking the cheese cutter tomorrow night, mate
1: she's a bit warm up in Auckland, I, I <laughs> She's
3: she's not bad out there, you know. You'll be you'll be looking suave yeah, tonight, mate. So ha- have a great trip up to the to the big smoke. We appreciate your time, mate. Thanks so much, and um, go well. Catch up soon, but hey, cheers,
1: guys. See you later.
3: he awesome. is, Kieran Reed. Pretty much talking about all the things we know. Breakdown.
2: Yeah. Great question, Kimpy. Yeah. And you've been you've been harping on about it with the Warriors. Actually, yeah. I know you hate the, the I know you hate the comparison, but defense mm. slowing that ruck down because there's no chance for the line speed, which you talk about, Kimpy, to happen if they're just pinging and you're walking backwards the whole time, and then it's those reads with the outside backs. Um, yeah, gee, that was good analysis from Real. There's, there's
0: defensive <laughs> defence and then there's offensive defence. You know what I mean? So it's across the board having the chance to get your, your 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 players on the front foot, but also getting your front foot on the defensive attack when you're going to make those tackles. And there, and there's a slight difference in it. The, the question around Sam Whitelock I thought was a great one to, around the captain seat. Um, I reckon Jace Ryan's had a big say in it. I reckon Jace Ryan knows what he wants from a forward captain. Mm. And because he hasn't worked on enough with Artie, everyone, everyone would go, well, how come Artie hasn't got the captaincy? But he knows what Sam Whitelock can bring. He knows, he, you know, Rido's hit it. He doesn't get flustered. You know, and that's really, really important. And,
3: and he's not afraid to to ask the hard questions, you know. Sammy, mm. Sammy will be up front and he'll be direct. And I'm not saying that Artie wouldn't, but Artie's, you know, very friendly uh, with everyone. You want your, your skippers, obviously your, your teammate and your friend but he sets the, the standard, you know? And and that's what Sammy Whitlock does. Very good at, at what he does, and that's why he's been given this opportunity. But it is very interesting that they have
2: Ch- given Artie the job before, and then they've gone to Sammy. Well, and and do you know what? I think, Kempi, it might not be only Jace Ryan. You've got to look at the other new new quantities yeah. in the mix. Joe Schmidt. Mm. 100%.
0: Uh, there's,
2: new, there's a new style. They've gone new selections. They've gone new tactics. And I think this change of method and... Both those guys, you could and you could put Brody Rattalic and probably Scott Barrett in the in the mix, lead with their actions. You mm. don't look at anyone else on the field other than Sam Whitelock and Artie Savier and say they're not pulling their weight. But there's something else that Sam Whitelock must offer that Artie doesn't.
0: It's, it's, it's like a, a bubbling pot at the moment, eh? There's something else brewing at the moment. And I think you've got to take your hat off to both Smith and, and Ryan. And, you know, I've always said, you know, do they have enough time? This is what we're talking about. Um, Scotty coming into the side to take over as a head captain—is there enough time going into the World Cup to do this? I think with with Smitt and Ryan, you're actually seeing a, a shift in in motivation and attitude and will to win and all that sort of stuff play, playing out right in front of our eyes. And we're not spending enough time looking at that.
2: Well, so Kempe, great point. Is he how much credit does he and Foster need then for being willing to kind of take his hands? Not. He hasn't taken them off the steering wheel, but he's let two other hands come on from either side. Yeah, he, he deserves a lot of credit
3: because the you know, guy that's been under so much pressure, he's shown vulnerabilities and he's opened up and he's realised he needs a, a hand to do this job and, and that's what you want. You want people, not not one person knows everything and that's one thing. So he's open, he's listening and he's making the changes that people have been asking for a long time. Look, he's not the finished product, but we are seeing changes
2: in that team that are just really giving us a little bit of confidence. Some head coaches would have walked, right? They would have said, nah, my way or the highway, n- you know, one voice. You know, there's, some, some, there's, a, a, really so, there's a personality point. type of some people that would have said, <laughs> I'm not having the former Irish coach, That's Jace things. Ryan, the assistant and lieutenant to Scott Robertson coming in here and telling me and undermining me. So... Ian Foster has clearly valued the job and what he thinks is best for the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Can it's be? not the team that's ev- uh, only evolving; it's the coach too, who's ev- had to, whether he's had to evolve given the given the Irish Test series, or that willingness to want to evolve. Like having you're dead right, Irish coach Smith Schmidt, who's arguably the best coach that we got. People have been saying that, and bringing Jace um, Jace Ryan in out of the Crusaders. Two really big calls, but but the the point being, Louis, letting them actually do their job. Mm. That's that's it's okay bringing them in. It's another thing letting them do their job. And, and it, I think that's what we see. That's what I'm seeing. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm seeing you know, every time I look at Jace Ryan that Ford pack. I'm going, well, you can just see his influence. Mm. You know,
2: week yeah. by week we are seeing alterations in the selections, in the methods, in the theories, now in the captaincy, and it's a really good pickup. There's just little cut-by-cut cut that you're seeing influences, and the more you see them, the more I go, wow, Ian Foster, good on you. Good mm. on you, dead right.
3: What about his comment? It wasn't as strong as last week, selections. Yeah, Opportunities, Bang. But is this the right game to have an opportunity, knowing that they've got a bonus point to win? Eden Park history, like, oh, there's just so much to debate. Look.
2: I'd love to be Dave Rennie this week. <laughs> yeah. I would love to be yeah, Dave Rennie this lips. week. Mm. They've got nothing to lose, everything to gain. I see a they tight only arrived game. arrived last night, eh? They only arrived in Australia. Six o'clock. <laughs> Hidden theme. Hidden run. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> it around. Gents, the interview with Reed Is that, That's
0: Izzy's that's, theme on a w- weekend in Auckland. <laughs>
5: <laughs> when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.